Hi everyone, and welcome to the ADSR Inspirations Podcast. My name is James Mallion. I'm your host as I introduce you to inspirational and artful souls from all over the world. I'm deeply interested in music, film, the arts, achieving goals, overcoming struggles, and big ideas. So join me as we uncover some life lessons and knowledge. We're based out of Tokyo, Japan, and we'll be speaking with people from all over the world, ranging from artists, musicians, creatives, leaders, big thinkers, and those who strive to do and be great. Thanks for listening along. Now let's get inspired. Welcome again to ADSR Inspirations. And I'm really excited today to reconnect with our guest. It's been too long. It's been a long while since uh, we've been able to have a chat. And I know Ryan is really a people person, an entrepreneur, a leader. He's a musical soul who's a multi-instrumentalist, along with his uh, brothers, Craig and Jonathan, make up the Dub Chronicles, who just dropped a new album, Simba, Return to the Throne. So please welcome to the show, Ryan Ratos. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Happy to be here. Nice to catch up with you as well after so long. For sure, yeah. Um, There's a bunch of topics that I kind of want to dive into with you but uh first off you know our mutual friend Topher um I had a chat with him recently and I kind of asked him you know what should I what should I talk to Ryan about and he said like number one you're really like a people person and someone who's kind of great at collaborating working with people and kind of um you know finding certain skill sets or traits in people. Um, can you kind of comment on this? Like how, how important are personal relationships maybe in your personal or your artistic life? Uh, good question. Um, I think personal relationships are one of the few things that uh, almost can, can stand that stand through everything. So, um, you know, no matter what you're trying to, achieve whatever project you're working on or work you're trying to create uh there are sunny days and there are rainy days and sometimes relationships and having key people in the right places at the right time uh knowing who you can rely on uh just knowing that that's there having that almost mental framework that that's that supportive uh uh network if you want to call it that is there uh, it's it's important because uh, the creative process uh, uh, that I guess you know we we like to to discuss is it has to be free flowing and you have to almost do it from a safe place. So having a good environment of of people uh, and strong relationships is very I think very vital to that. For sure, um, I'm not sure if you've kind of had these sort of people. Um, I know certain labels like uh, mentors, coaches, you know, mentees, protégés, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you kind of work with like a mentor or a coach or do, have you taken on roles like that? Or what, what do you what do you kind of think about um, having these sort of um, relationships working with people? I guess I've been really lucky since uh, since I've been young. I, I've always was part of different teams, sports teams, uh, 
don't know, groups at school, like just different competition type of things. And um, I think I learned at an early age that having a coach was very important. Uh, having somebody almost outside the uh, outside the box uh, that can help you see things that you couldn't see um, was very important. Um, they could help you see the the things that you were doing in in good and in bad situations uh, uh, for the game or what have you. But you know, just ha- taking on that dynamic of having a coach, having a mentor, um, applied to a lot of other things I did as I went on because. Uh, I found a lot of shortcuts from just talking to the right people, um, having mentors in almost the field that you're trying to pursue. It's 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 very important because it helps you, you know, limit a lot of the mistakes that they made, uh, which is very very uh, advantageous as you're kind of you know pursuing. <clears throat> For sure. Um, so. Do you, do you think these kind of relationships are um, like ongoing throughout your life or have you kind of had some that come and go throughout the years? Um, how do you kind of view some of these like mentor, um, mentee sort of relationships? Uh, it's always evolving. Um, and I think that's because you're always evolving. Uh, and different seasons call for different coaches, if you want to call it like that. Um, just like different circles or just different friends, uh, mm. different people around you, different points of your life. Um, and I learned this category, um, this way to kind of help, you know, you know, put a, put an idea of how you, there's, there's three different categories of friends and so, there's reason. So people sometimes come into your life for a reason, um, you know, maybe they give you an idea that you didn't think of before or they make you think different ways or what have you. There's people that are in your life for a season. So like, you know, you have a class together, you have uh, something together, or you're doing something in close proximity, you're working together for a few years. And there are people, certain people that are around for a lifetime. So there's reason, season, lifetime. And as you kind of evolve and you grow, it just it's natural that you'll have different mentor groups, uh, uh, social groups and around you as you, as you develop, as you grow, as you change. For sure. Yeah. I, I think I've kind of realized that, um, for myself more recently too. And, um, I think potentially for some people, um, who may not have come to the realization that, well, maybe no, this person isn't meant to be in my life. You know, we're not going to be lifelong friends, or maybe this is only meant to be for a season or two. Um, can you kind of speak to like experiences like that, you know, where maybe you have to let go of this person, or maybe someone is trying to hold on to a relationship that has kind of run its course? Have mm-hmm. you had experiences like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's almost something that you have to. It it it, it depends. It, whatever your choices are, like you don't. It's not saying that that has to be the case. You have to let go of certain things or people. But it is clear to me that if you choose to grow and to get better, it does require different thinking, 
and in some cases it requires you to just change up you know who you're taking advice from uh whose thoughts and ideas you're subscribing to and it it might seem a little scary at certain times but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go ice cold um sometimes you can just limit how much you um you know uh discuss things with certain people or or have you it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go cold cold ice cold with it um sure so so i think that's a bit of a, a way to to help it it's not so black and white it's not so extreme because you know there's there is a dynamic in between so it, it, it you can limit it without having to cut it completely out and in some cases if you feel like you need to cut it that person or the 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 conversation that or the way you feel when you have that conversation with that specific person there are certain times where you feel like okay i'm aware now that i have to cut that out because just whatever i think and feel uh it's not really serving or helping me and ultimately i'm trying to you know get to the creative process or what you know or just push ahead to the next thing so for sure um do you think this is kind of like this is a skill that people kind of learn or um some people are better at it than others kind of this um self-realization of where where you should be at what kind of conversations you should be having to kind of um, make some progress on your goals and your dreams and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that you can kind of train to get better at, or do you think some people are just kind of better at realizing this? Um, it's tough to answer. Just, well, uh, I think I'm lucky that I had the opportunity to, to experience that. But um, I think I also had I, I, I almost just uh, practiced more with it. So I became more and more comfortable with it from such a, you know, an early, uh, early stage. So uh, I guess to answer your question, it can, it can be developed. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's something that, you know, you might consider that you were born with it or whatever, but I, I think that you can really develop anything that you, you wish to is just becoming aware of it. Um being you know starting off in reality reality okay you know you might have this great idea uh starting off with reality like where you are today um is a very good starting point whether you don't whether you like it or not but it's just it's a starting point and it doesn't mean you have to go you know halfway there tomorrow just taking little incremental steps because you know time kind of is is flying by anyways so sure Sure. Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, another thing that Topher had mentioned to me was uh, this idea about mastermind meetings. And um, can you kind of explain this idea and kind of when you started implementing implementing it in your life and maybe the benefits it has on life in general or life, you know, working as an artist? Sure. Um, mastermind is it, it kind of ties into what we're discuss what we've already discussed in terms of being aware of the personal relationships around you, uh, because the personal re- uh, relationships around you are generally the conversations you're having. So, 
the conversations you're having generally rattle around in your head. So if you're aware of that, um, the mastermind idea is taking an idea that there's myself, uh, there's another person, but when the two of us are together, there's a team. Uh, so there's almost like a third person. So, you know, there's, there's nine people playing baseball on the baseball diamond, uh, but there's one team. So it's like a separate entity, if you want to call it like that. So what it does is when, when, when you're doing something, uh, uh, in the sorts of a mastermind, it almost creates an invisible accountability because if you discuss with a partner or with a group, you know, this is something I'd like to achieve. This is something I'd like to do. This is how I'm going to do it. It's hard to go to that person the next time uh, doing nothing. So yeah, it, it, it just, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic to help you because ultimately at the end of the day, you're, you're trying to battle yourself. The competition is always with yourself. It's just having that other person there changes the dynamic on how you perform. And that's the beauty of it. So I was lucky enough to do it. You know, I didn't know it was called that, but you know, it was just being on different teams, being on, you know, some mediocre teams and then some higher performing teams and just seeing the difference with the leadership dynamics, the the people on the team, the, the, the leaders, the, you know, the, the dynamic of, you know, uh, how they were with influencing others positively or not. It was just something I was just kind of fortunate to see. And, um, like I said, I've been, everything I did in sports, I, I do with everything. So I, I implement that for business, for, for career, for, um, just, you know, whatever goals I have to become more aware of certain things, uh, when you when you put it out there and you discuss it with somebody uh, and you say, look, let's every two weeks or every every month, uh, let's plan to have like a cat, a recap or, uh, of what we've done, what we said we wanted to do, what kind of got in our way. Are we aware of what's getting our, in our way? And a lot of the times you're talking yourself through it, but just having somebody there listening um Again, it just changes the way you perform through it. For sure. Yeah. Um, I know for myself, on a similar a similar thing is, you know, a lot of people have ideas and dreams. They say they want to do things. But kind of once you get it out of your head and you make it real, um, whether it is you write, you write it down or like you tell someone, I think especially like after you tell someone there's almost like um, an accountability sort of mm-hmm. thing where, you know, you've, you've said it, it's out there in the real world um, or like you write it down and then there's this kind of sense that, okay, well now I better do something about it. Right. Um, on the flip side, I think also some people, will do this and then they tell people, oh, I'm, I have all these plans. I'm going to do this and this, but they don't actually follow through where I think for some people just, um, saying they're going to do something gives them like this same level 
of um, chemical release, or I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on that about um, maybe like an accountability or getting getting your dreams or your you know your goals outside of your own head? Um, I think it's important to do it, as ridiculous as it sometimes may feel or seem uh, at the mo- at the time, um, because everything you do comes from something that that you know he thought of. So. Uh, if you're thinking so, uh, 10 times what you think's possible, like, you know, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, but I heard a saying that you you seldomly exceed your self-image. So whatever your self-image is, um, is your, is your almost your limit. So you have to figure out how to build that and grow that character um, because there are people that, came from a worse situation than you and me uh, that are a hundred times. Um, and I don't want to categorize it in terms of one thing or another, or like, you know, they have more friends or more money. It has nothing to do with that. But I just mean that they're getting things that they're intending to get. Like they're, they're intentional about getting, you know, whatever they want in their life and they're getting it um, or g- getting, more of it than you know some of us even think is possible so if it's being done it's it just means it's possible so um that's how i try to think of everything as crazy as some ideas think and 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 feel um somebody's done it from a worse situation and then by the same token there are people that are in better situations that ended off in worse so it it could go anyway really so that's Mm. that's really all i'm trying to say is Mm. when you when you choose your goals you just kind of let them let them freely fly um i think you have to maybe be careful who you tell them to like you don't go telling them to you know everybody you don't it's not it's not like uh that type of thing you have to be very select with who you share it with um the people you share it with should be you know dreamers as well should be uh goal setters as well should be um people again tying to, uh, uh, going back to the who you're keeping around you if they're people that are uh, uh achieve, if they have something that you want whether it's they have something together or they have you know they're just really good with this or with that you know, it's not to say you have to be exactly like them, but you could learn something from them if they're better in, in that respect. You know what I mean? Um, sure. So, yeah. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned to me before uh, in our like email exchanges uh, about um, creative cycles, um, flows, you know, maybe certain timing, uh, times of, you know, day or night. Can you kind of uh, speak about this experience for you and maybe like what advice you might give to other people who are maybe um, looking to create something or looking, like you said, you know, achieve something and they might not realize that they're kind of going about it in an inefficient way, maybe. Got it. Um, Just find a... a every day, every week is different. Every month is different. Uh, so you almost have to 
try to be intuitive and listen to yourself. But I, I definitely feel that um, different people just have different, you know, chunks of their day that allows them to be a little bit more, you know, uh, detached from the real world and f- more free to be whatever they want. So what, like uh, if they're a writer, uh, have time to practice their writing. If they're an athlete, have time to practice their, you know, all their, their routines and their exercises um, for whatever your, your passion is essentially. So, you know, I think I, I had one point where I was a night hawk and I could only work, I could only get into that zone at night past midnight and be up till two, three. And that was normal. Now I find I'm the opposite. Uh, I get up at like insane hours in the morning and I'm almost addicted to that. Something like in most cases, just because I know I have that block of time every morning uh, where nobody really needs anything of me. I can just focus on certain things. I, I don't have any phone calls to worry about notifications to check emails. I don't have anything to worry about other than what I choose to focus on. Um, and having that anchor time, uh, I think has been the single most, um, beneficial thing for me, uh, because you need to have an anchor. Just like I said, at the beginning, there's, there's, uh, there's rainy and sunshine days, rainy and sunny days. So, uh, having an anchor in both, um, is, is, is important. So for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can kind of relate to you. Um, with that, you know, I used to always be a night person too. And then, um, I think one of the things having kids as well, um, it gives you kind of a new perspective on time as well. And, um, you know, everyone, everyone has the same amount of time, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of how you use your time as well, you know, and I, I realized, you know, like you mentioned, get up at like 5am or 530, right? Like, if you're not going to be effective at the end of the day, just wake up earlier and just do it right away. Um, I found more so for like, I've started more things like, for example, exercising or meditation. Um, Like you mentioned, you have that time, it's going to be quiet. Uh And if you kind of get into a routine, um, then that's been helpful for me. Do do you have these kind of like routines where you'll um, do the same thing every day or the same kind of timing or you'll kind of switch it up a little bit? As boring as it sounds, I try to make it as routine as possible. Um, Mm. The less that I have to think about or worry about, of course, there's certain things you feel naturally want variety with like, you know, different exercises or whatever, but the, the structure uh, in the morning I tried to set up would be something that I try to follow every day. I try to have to not think about anything. I try to have as much set up the night before as I can. So I can just kind of just get up and just almost automatically have this happen. Um, yeah. and it's, that I find is very helpful. Uh, almost that it's so hard to not do it. Uh, it becomes a routine like that. Um, it just makes it easier. It makes it easier. And then if you're doing, it's funny. I heard 
uh, from 5am club from Robin Sharma. Um, you know, if you get up one day at 5am, uh, and you work out, you read, you set your goals and you do that every day. Like he does that every day. He teaches to do that every day. But if you do that just once, you know, that's more than, you know, many people do per month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if you know that that's what you're doing every day and you start stacking that the days add up, the weeks add up and you're going to have nothing but positive uh, advancements in whatever you're doing. If you're growing, if you're reading, if you're, you know, taking care of your body, exercising, all that stuff, meditating, like you said, that's uh, the way the, the world's been the last year and a half uh, and the whole yeah. mess with mental health. I mean, meditation's become such a, um, you know, heavily talked about thing. So it's very, very important as well, of course. For sure. Um, let's jump into the, uh, let's jump into the music and the art side a little bit. Um, cause I know, uh, I know you guys have a new album out and, uh, sure you're pretty excited about that as well. Um, so I kind of want to, I want to ask about some of your like earliest exposures to music. I know, uh, I know your father was playing in a band when you were young and, um, like you had a lot of exposure to music. Can you kind of talk about some of your earliest exposures to um music and kind of what that what that did for you or how that shaped you sure yeah i, I can remember um uh, music was always there uh from just from the time i was born um so my 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 dad played in a band and he played guitar uh i think you know i just grew up with just seeing him always playing, just having fun singing when his friends were over, when, you know, cousins and families and, and everybody came over. Um, so I think I was around maybe six or seven when I started just picking it up and wanting to play myself and then started taking lessons. So it started from there. Um, my dad listened to reggae, uh, listened to Bob Marley a lot growing up uh, that, took honestly that that stayed with me for for a long time well forever just because of there's lots of music that's positive you know of course but i mean a lot of blue songs are blue songs right so uh yeah. i found a lot of reggae songs were just a lot of bob marley songs was all positive the message was, was always direct it was the same and it, it was just something that was cool to always have and i i, I never really stopped listening to reggae after that and I really started getting into the, you know, the older stuff, um, the dub stuff, the some of the new stuff. Um, I have two younger brothers that, I mean, we all play music. Um, so when I when I was seven and I started taking lessons for guitar, or when I was, no, I think I was maybe, I forget how old I was, but whenever we started taking lessons, we we all started at the same time. So. Uh, my middle brother, Craig, started drums. Uh, I think he was probably four, five. Uh, and then my youngest brother, Jonathan, uh, played piano. Uh, again, all from the time we were, you know, three, four, five years old. Um, so that's kind of how it started. We took lessons. You know, we, 
if it was something that was a you know a bit of a routine we maybe weren't in love with it at the beginning but our parents kept encouraging us to just keep playing keep playing because you know listen to what you hear you'll be able to play that listen to what you hear one day you'll be able to play that kind of thing so um then it happened and stuff we would hear we'd start to play and it got more fun um we all played a different instrument so we had our own little band there that was kind of started and um you know i had different things that i was doing with 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 career and with work and with family and with everything so uh, the two of them, my two younger brothers, they kind of, you know, they took it and they ran they, they, and they, they became, they become very accomplished uh, musicians uh, worldwide. Uh, they, they give back a lot. Uh, they teach a lot of uh, the community with, you know, their styles, their unique style of play. Um, my youngest brother, Jonathan went to Humber for uh, for the uh, the music program and he came out a sound engineer and so like they've especially the last two years a year and a half being home a little bit more with with everything that's happened in the world um they've kind of focused a lot more on their craft and focused on the mixing the editing um and you see it in the the new album that was released uh the uh end of april that um you know i i got to be a part of this album and i've always been in the background and i've always you know been there supporting and and helping out and at all the shows and um but the last year they just said look we're home anyways we're not playing shows so you don't have to worry about any of that so let's just record let's just play like let's do what we love to do and i started to and and here we are and and the album came out and it's been surreal for me. It's been really uh, uh, fun for me. It's been very surreal to see and hear it on all the platforms and just the reception we've gotten from from the reggae community, from the mm. uh, worldwide, uh, just from friends, from family, from uh, the, the Toronto reggae community. Uh, it's just it's it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you kind of? Um, I had to listen to the new one and I was digging into the past two as well. Do you kind of consider this? Um, it seems like the previous two are kind of called EPs, despite being uh, the second one's like 10 tracks, is it not? Mm -hmm. um, do you, you kind of consider this new album like um, the first sort of full length Correct. LP album? Okay, Correct. right. Correct. So Correct. there's like a little more um, weight weight to this release than the previous two or... Yeah. Yeah. Just some more tracks. Uh, there's, uh, 18 in total. So there's nine, uh, a side and then, uh, Jonathan, my, my youngest brother can, can explain this better than me, but, uh, and I learned this from him, but, uh, in, 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 in Jamaica, they would take the, the flip side of the record and it was called the B side. And, and that's where they had the remix. And that was the dub version of the song. And it was tend it tended to be a longer drawn out bass and drums and more washed out reverbs and delays with the guitars. So with nine tracks we have are, uh, you know, the A side, and then the yeah. following nine tracks are the B side as the dub side. So sure. uh, again, being a part of that has been has been amazing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, you kind of briefly mentioned about. 
um, some of the communities around, I mean, on, around Toronto, Ontario, the world really, um, like the reggae roots dub, you know, even, you know, rock steady skull that, um, what's, what's kind of like your connection to those communities being like, and, um, how have you kind of made some of those connections? Do you have like some favorite artists and bands that you keep up with? Um, maybe explain a bit about that culture. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of it, uh, the heavy lifting was, was my brothers. Um, but again, I was always kind of there helping, trying to do whatever I could, but it just started from just playing, getting, getting their hands dirty, just playing shows and, um, just grinding it out, getting the name out there, uh, developing a following in Toronto. Um, and you know just being a part of it every step of the way has been fun and then just you just hear uh and you can feel the respect that they're getting from the that that that, that that's developed since the start uh with amongst the followers amongst uh people that you know know what's what they're doing and what they're releasing um they're getting we're getting shout outs now from you know all the local shows uh we've been featured in dubwise jamaica um, been featured on a lot, a lot of really cool uh, channels and platforms. And a lot of it is just from staying true to what they wanted and um, just digging deeper. Um, you know, they, they could have stopped at any time. Uh, there's been a, a lot of different changes over the years with, you know, experiences and the way things went. Um, but they just wanted to, you know, go deeper, uh, uh, take full control over everything. They used to have the the dubs done, you know, elsewhere. Now they've done everything. Everything is done mm-hmm. by them, uh, by us. <laughs> so it's, uh, again, it's a really great thing to be a part of. It's an honor. and and For sure. And, and just to share too, so on the, on the album... Uh, we have some great artists that uh, we featured. There's uh, Kumar Faya. Uh, he was um, a Grammy-nominated artist. Um, great vocalist, great vocalist. He's on uh, three of the tracks on the A side as well as three on the B side. And then Tash Lorraine, she's a local artist from Toronto. Amazing voice. Uh, she's on uh, one of the tracks. She's, it's the feature track of the album and uh, on the one of the B sides as well. So we were got to collaborate with a couple of them there, and we plan to uh, keep collaborating uh, locally uh, as well as you know with some of the greats over time uh, as time goes. Hopefully, uh, we've been lucky enough to have some some uncut things, some some uh, unreleased nice. stuff uh, with some people we really really look look up to in 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 reggae um that in itself is surreal um so we just hope to just you know keep being that just like uh creating collections of music that uh that just can you know be shared amongst the the reggae space the dub reggae space sure sure um you mentioned like your brothers um i guess are the driving force or they were the ones that uh, really, um, I guess, put their all 
into the music thing is is there sometimes like a part of you that kind of wishes you did the same and you went like full on into the music are you kind of happy like doing it a little bit uh, as a side kind of project you know i'm happy exactly how it's happened um i (laughs) i always joked around with them i said uh I'll come later when you get when when you know when we pick up when things pick up when we pick up steam <laughs> and I just kind of how like, we always joke around about it now, but um, no, I I I I, I could I don't have any regrets with how everything's happened. Uh, it's just it, it gave each of us a chance to develop into what we've kind of developed to now, uh, and I think we're all on the same page probably more now than ever. I mean, we've always been on the same page, the three of us, but uh, probably now more than ever. And it's going to be exciting to, you know, keep developing that mastermind, if you will, because that in itself, the band, uh, it's its own team, its own mastermind. So uh, that develops in its own way, which is going to be fun to see too. For sure. Um, Let's let's say like, for example, um, you know, things really picked up and, you know, you were able to like start touring a lot and then um, maybe get signed to a bigger label or do something bigger with your own label. Um, would you take an opportunity or take a set chunk of time to do music professionally? Or is it something that you kind of always have thought, you know, this is kind of something I'll do on the side and I'll let them do it professionally? I don't know. I, 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 whatever happens, happens. I, I'm, I'm mm. open to, uh, I'd be open to anything. I, I mean, I've done a lot of different things, always like having control in some way. So I don't know what that means with labels and all that stuff, but, uh, if we could release our music the way we wish, um, yeah, I'd, I'd go anywhere. I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd play if, if I got people wanted to see more uh of of us i think that that's such an amazing thing so i'd love to for sure um do you maybe have some advice like for people who are kind of into music and you know they have they have a band or they have some tracks but they don't kind of know how to take it to the next level maybe how to you know release an album or to kind of you know get themselves the connections or um, do you have some advice maybe for people kind of in the beginning stages? Uh, Yeah, I would say kind of echoes a lot of the things we've discussed is when you're starting, uh, you have to have good mentors on the business side, on like on the the record label side, on the band side of things, like the the people that understand sound and how bands work, uh, the the productions work, stuff like that. Um, and then again, to develop your own skills uh, as a so- as a solo person within the band, uh, you want to try to follow a good teacher, a good uh, somebody that uh, I know a lot of it's a little bit easier to be self-taught and there's a lot of things online that are very powerful. Um, but only again, only learn from the best. Um, there's a lot of people you can learn from, for instance, on YouTube or wherever, but again, only learn from the best. Try to be very uh, cognizant of again, who you're taking advice from. And it's again, it's gotta be as best as you can find. Sure. 
yeah, that's some good advice. Um, you know, for you personally, I know like you've played guitar for a while and I think, uh, on the new album you play, you play a uh, flute a little bit too, right? I do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what's kind of like, what's been your process to kind of like keep your skills sharp? You mentioned, uh, having teachers or, you know, watching videos or what's been your process to kind of, um, make sure that, um, you're always gonna be improving and always, um, or, you know, learning new instruments or things mm -hmm. like that. What, what's been your take on? Um, with guitar, I just try to almost keep things simple. Uh, always go back to basics. Uh, never try to get too fancy. Uh, I, I think that's the beautiful thing about guitar and about reggae is it's simple, but there's so much, there's so many dynamics that flow within the song. Uh, just on the guitar side, uh, learning the nuances of that uh, is, is has been amazing because I'm hearing things in songs that have always been there that I heard the song a thousand times, but I, I'm starting to hear that part of the guitar now, where I didn't really you know notice it before. Uh, and then learning stuff, learning new instruments like flute uh, is a more of a challenge and. Uh, helps you appreciate all the other instruments you're you're playing as well. So I, I bought a tambourine earlier this year, and I've been banging it around, just having fun with it. Um, you know, I can play a little bit of bass, so I'm just trying to do do whatever uh, can be done, just to have fun, essentially, um, sure. just to keep things fresh in a way. Um, but yeah, it's a mix of trying new things and then going back to basics within uh, sometimes when you think you know things, I find that's when you always have to go back to basics and you always learn the, the fundamentals. Sure. Um, what kind of, uh, what kind of brought on wanting to add some flute um, to the album? Was that kind of your idea or um, a collaboration sort of thing you thought? Um, there was something to add there or you had always kind of wanted to play the flute or I always wanted to play the flute. Um, I liked that it was a breath instrument. It required, it was a completely different instrument than I'm used to playing with guitar. Uh, I've been really into meditation and breath work the last couple of years. So that was where that came from. Uh, and then just, I guess, hearing some of the sounds that I thought could use the flute instead of that sound uh it made me kind of do it a little faster as well sure um just kind of speaking you know to that a little bit obviously you don't have as much experience in flute or um you know maybe in music in general um like say as your brothers or other people in the industry have, have there been experiences for you um, or not necessarily only in uh, music or art, but have there been experiences where you've kind of lacked confidence in your life or in the music thing and kind of what, what have you done to sort of um, overcome or kind of get through these moments? Uh, yeah, th I think that happens almost every day where you, you get almost... <laughs> Uh, doubtful yeah. or scared of something you know even if you've done it before 
but yeah, especially with with me with music. I mean, um, I've played my whole life, and I finally just started playing with them <laughs> like last year. So I, I I did have I guess certain things I had to overcome myself that I you know I wasn't really even aware of until last year. So. Um, so yeah, there, that, that is part of it. And I think how you just, you, how you get through it is, um, I would almost just, I would get stuck in, in my mind mentally. I'd get stuck on the other side of, okay, well, this is what it's going to be like when it's done. So I just got to go through the discomfort, uh, just mm. go through it now. It's temporary to get to the other side. Uh, I've almost just kind of trained my myself to think that way whatever mm. pain i'm going through if it's from something i chose <laughs> like you know yeah. if i chose to do this and there's ups and there's downs with it uh I, it's it's uh, i'm grateful for those days too because those days are are like the character building days and when you get through the next day and things seem a little bit easier you look back and you're like you know i i pulled through when i had such odds against me yesterday and i i still mm. you know I, I did x or y or didn't matter doesn't matter what it is but i still was able to you know just do my thing get my space do this get this done um you know have some peace of mind that's it so for sure for sure um you know you mentioned like the daily struggle and you know this is this is like a human characteristic right and I think everyone deals with this in one way or another. Um, have you always kind of like been good at kind of dealing with kind of breaking through like this or thinking about the other side? Or um, did it take you a little while? Like, for example, um, if you could say, like, give yourself some advice from like five, 10 years ago, is there something that you might like say to yourself? Um, to kind of get yourself thinking how you are now. Hmm. That's a good question. Jimmy stumped me. <laughs> um, I, I think I've been trying to get where I'm at now. I most feel like 10 years I've been thinking about it if you want to if, if, if you want to put it into numbers like that so things take time but I learned that um, whether you're intentional or not it's there will be challenges so um, you may as well be intentional try to choose and map out and design things the way you wish even if you don't get them a hundred percent that way. If it's 60% that way, like, isn't that still okay? Isn't that still mm -hmm. better than just kind of getting weight, like going where the waves of the ocean take you, you know what I mean? And that's still fine mm -hmm. to do at certain points, certain seasons. Um, but I, I think there's, there's no reason to shy away from being more directive uh, with where you want to go and what you want to do uh, and what you need to do because I mean, the longest life, <clears throat> the longest life is a short ride. So before you know it, you don't, you don't have that luxury anymore. Right. So I guess kind of what I hear you saying, it is kind of like an ongoing process as well, right? Um, 
totally. Do, do you kind of like the idea of maybe like personal development? Um, do you kind of maybe say like then 10 years down the road, would you kind of, you know, anticipate yourself to be at an even better place, you know, mm -hmm. maybe mentally and spiritually 10 years later then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Um, it's just weird. Um, start, I started, I think it was 10 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, maybe just reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, reading Think and Grow Rich, uh, reading ha Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, just reading things like that mm. that would help me think better, uh, work better, act better, do better, just a little differently than I was doing because I learned that my best thinking got me to where I was. So I always had to develop my thinking uh, to change my habits, which would change my actions, which would then change my results. Yeah. Um, so there's, there is a process. And I think once you understand the process, things almost happen automatically when you understand the process. If you get up or if you do X, Y, Z a little bit each day, you're going to have better health. You're going to have better wealth you're going to have better relationships better whatever if you're working on it you're focused on it you're developing it and you're living like it can happen no matter what it probably like a, a good percentage of it happens you know it never happens the way you picture it exactly but i'm okay with with 60 percent of my my biggest dreams happening or you know what i mean mm. so mm. It's funny, I did this exercise where uh, I, I did a course, did a personal development course with, with uh, Topher, actually. Um, and I, I opened that notebook, I think, five years after I did the course, or four years. And I had forgotten that I wrote, say, I don't know, 50 things down. I forgot maybe 35 of them. I forgot that I even wrote them down that I had already achieved or gotten or like and it just it's crazy when you look back so that's why you know you just you 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 go with it and just say look as crazy as it sounds or thinks or feels who, who knows what's going to happen in one year two years five years ten years there's so yeah. many advancements happening right now with technology with mm. with with ai with companies with startups with uh commerce based stuff with uh, just everything's so advanced so quickly now. The information, expert information's at our fingertips. Um, there's no time like now. There's no better time than than there is now in, in many respects uh, for opportunity for you to create um, something valuable that the world will find valuable like out of your passion, something that you like doing, helping somebody out, creating value for you know, another company or, or what have you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. I think that's some great advice for anyone listening in. Um, do you think one of the things kind of um, maybe holding people back or stopping people is um, like a fear, a fear of maybe failure or a fear of kind of, um, let's say like vulnerability or like putting themselves out there. Um, have you kind of like had some, you know, 
big failures in the past that you've been able to take away a lot from? Um, what's your kind of experience with maybe failure? And then, um, you know, what, why do you think, do you think it's fear that's holding a lot of people back from doing things or what, what's your take on that? Um, I've almost learned to accept failure as part of the process because when you're trying, when you're trying to do things, when you're doing, when you're going through the creative process, I mean, it's never hundred percent. Um, in fact, it's more often than not, uh, <laughs> uh, something that you would probably think is, you know, something you throw out or discard. Oh, that's no good. Um, but sometimes, you know, you hear those stories of that thing that you threw away, somebody found and they found value in it. And like, so it's, it's really hard to say, but, uh, I think that, uh, if you, if you work on it like that, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to not create value when you're passionate about what you're doing. Mm. So just the second part of that, you know, you're putting yourself out there a lot and you're trying new things where, you know, you mentioned, you know, previously, you know, waking up at five and doing routines is something that maybe most people don't. What, what do you think, um, what do you think is stopping most people from kind of following through on maybe their intentions in their head? Um, I think people realize how much work's involved, uh, how much consistency is required. Um, it's just easier doing it the way it's being done now. Um, it's hard to say. It's really hard to mm -hmm. say. But um, all I know is that there, there are people that say that they want to do X, Y, Z, and they just figured out how to do it. Um, and... And again, it's possible. Um, the fear is there for everybody. I mean, I walk through it, you, you face it every day, like we talked about. So mm. um, it's just something you, you have to find something that is worth going through the fear. So if the goal or the whatever you've set out to do is big enough, is meaningful enough, um, you'll do it. You'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's powerful. I think, at least from my point of view, I, I think for a lot of people, maybe they, especially, you know, these days, how, you know, the ease of technology, they, yeah. they maybe see the end result or they, you know, they see this famous person or they see something on like, say, Instagram and they mm -hmm. see, okay, this person's had all this success. This person's an amazing athlete, whatever it is. Um, but they don't necessarily see all the work, all the work that's gone into it. You know, maybe they think, oh, no, I wish I was, you know, I wish I was born like that. I wish I had, you know, a natural athlete or a mm -hmm. natural musician. But like, I'm sure you can speak to your brothers and speak to yourself, like getting to that stage where, you know, your band is at, your brothers are at, you're at, um, you know, it's not sure like you may be born with certain traits but more often than not these people at the top of their industries have put in the most work as well 
Um, Can you kind of speak on that idea a little bit? Yeah, I think what you said is very true is the way uh, it's portrayed is that it happens so quickly, but you really are not seeing all the all the stuff that happened behind the scenes. Uh, the the Simba returned to the throne, the album, it's, it's, you know, we've gotten really great reviews, but nobody's really, or not nobody, but, you know, not a lot of people have seen the, the eight years prior of where it started, how it happened, all the stuff that went into it to get to this point, to get to that, that, that piece of work. Um, and it's again, the way, it's designed to be in like the way I guess marketers have it these days where uh, we really get sold on the idea of, you know, the microwave idea, the things happening overnight. If it doesn't work in a, in a day, it's, it's it's garbage. It doesn't work. Throw it out. Um, When it's literally the simple things that you can be done each day, they're boring. Nobody talks about them, but it's the simple things that can be done each day um, that will lead there. And I think, you know, going back to what you're asking, why do uh, some people not get there? or How do they not get there? I just think it's sad, but like just a lot of people don't think they can get there or they just mm-hmm. never really thought of it or considered it. Um, it's like that's for that person because they're this and I'm not that or wh- for whatever mm-hmm. reason you, that you build it up in, in, in your mind. But uh, again, if, if somebody can do it, it's possible. And that means yeah. you, you know, you can learn. You have access to information like no, like never before, and no other time. So you can learn how to do anything in today's time. So for sure, yeah, um, yeah. Th- thanks for doing this, man. This is going. Uh, yeah, we're almost getting up on that hour. So just a just a couple more for you, if if that's cool. Yeah, sure, man. I appreciate it, Jim. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, you guys just just released the album, you know. Um, everyone, make sure pick that up. We'll plug the links at the end there. Um, do you have Do you have some goals? I mean, you know, I'm sure you'd have to do some masterminds with your brothers on this. Do you have like some goals, future projects? Uh, you mentioned maybe a few unreleased things. Um, I know, like COVID. I'm not sure how well it's coming down in Canada, but it seems to be, um, on the right track. Do you have some plans to do live shows? What kind of, what kind of goals do you have with the, uh, dub chronicles? We're starting to, uh, I think we're starting to open up here finally, slowly. Um, so as shows open up, uh, we're very welcoming to get back to shows. That's, that's the, the heart and soul of it all. Um, but yeah, outside of that, we just would like to focus again on anchoring and just developing as musicians, uh, developing as a band, um, finding more and more of what's going on within each of us and putting it into the music, putting it into the next, uh, work that we do, uh, further develop our collaborations. Um, there's a lot of artists, a lot of great respected artists that, that we, we like, uh, that we'd like to work with. So, um i think i think that's where we're headed um we're getting like i said you know really good uh the it's the, the response has been overwhelming so just to keep 
seeing that develop would be great. And I think that's where we're, we're headed. I know we're headed there. For sure. Um, I know you mentioned you have some really great collaborations on the new album here. Do you have any like, um, you know, some maybe like dream collabs you could kind of like, if you could collab with anyone, like, or some like dream project, maybe like tour with some of your, like, you know, some of your heroes or some of, do you have some kind of like super, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, wow. I'm a big, uh, Julian Marley fan. Uh, I think it'd be cool to tour, play with them. Um, a lot of the reggae legends, uh, whichever ones are still around, I'd love to play with them. Uh, uh, Johnny Clark and Johnny Osborne, and Hugh Mundell. It'd be just cool to different to play different collaborations with some of the the legends. For um, sure. So. I think I'll, I'll throw those out there and, you know, see yeah. what happens. Sounds, sounds nice. kind of crazy, but crazier things yeah. have happened, already happened. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Get them out there. Yeah. Um, last couple of questions for you, man. As I mean, as this is called the inspirations pod, um, I have kind of two final questions that I ask every guest. Mm -hmm. So, uh, first one is, so for you personally, um, what are kind of three things or maybe three people who have really inspired you in your work or in your life, some facet, um, maybe growing up or now or at any time, really just three things or three people that have really inspired or continue to inspire you? Hmm. Uh, So three people, I'd say, or three things, three people are three things. So one person for sure, uh, when I started getting into personal development, uh, maybe 10, 11 years back, I started listening to Jim Rohn and, uh, that's R O H N and, right. uh, just his philosophies on life, on business, on on relationships, communication, productivity, just everything became almost like a framework for me for how I tried to live. And a lot of the ideas I have adapted have been stuff that I've learned foundationally from, from stuff that I've learned from him. Um, more recently, I've been, I've been studying and following a lot of uh, Robin Sharma. I've uh, been reading a lot of stuff that he's put out in terms of the science of 5 a.m., um, what to do in the morning, uh, how exercise, if you do that, like the first thing in the morning, it like it sets off like your brain in a, such a positive state chemically for the rest of the day. Uh, so just learning all those really cool things uh, makes you excited to do all those things in the morning and all the stuff that nobody would dream of doing, you know? Um and then the third, I would just say, is my, my family. Like, my family mm. um, is the heart and soul of what always has inspired me. Um, just trying to be the best for them, uh, to help them as best I can, to uh, inspire them as best I can. I have uh, two little ones. 
uh, watching every day. So I always have a little audience that I got to be aware of. Um, I'm a lucky guy. I've been with my wife, you know, since high school. So uh, she's inspired me since, you know, since we've been together too. So um, I'd say that's the core of, of core of it. My, my parents, my brothers, my, my kids, my wife. Um, and then just like I said, I've been really lucky to learn different lessons along the way. Um, like, you know, like I told you a little bit about discernment and, you know, being very, uh, aware of who you're taking advice from. Uh, I think that's like the most important advice I've ever been given because that'll apply when you're choosing your career that'll apply to any new thing you're trying to take on to learn that'll help you save time for so many things. So for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, you mentioned Jim Rohn. I just, uh, was listening to him yesterday on my walk home and, uh, Topher, Topher had recommended him to me and I hadn't, you know, I, I kind of knew of him, but I haven't really listened to much of him. I listened to, I I guess it was a talk from the eighties. Uh, he had given in like California and, uh, yeah, I can, (laughs) I can really see, um, I guess I I heard he kind of inspired or was kind of like a mentor to Tony Robbins as well. Yes. Yes. To many, to many, to many of the, of the leadership uh and like personal development uh leaders uh, of today mm. yeah they were mm. touched and influenced by by jim Rohn. it's funny i remember um listening to him so much and speaking like him on like the next call i had with the <laughs> next person and then that conversation like did it, it created an outcome that i didn't even imagine that was mm. possible and then that's when i'm like i'm onto something like you know right. there's just like that that realization feeling that like i'm scared of what might happen because like i don't know it's just a person calling i don't know what could happen and it went from like i said and i acted and i thought like this and it was just like because i've heard it so much now that mm. it just changed the whole outcome and i'm like wow imagine if i keep doing this or yeah. i keep getting a little bit better with that and and i think that's been a uh one of the things that's kind of inspired me to keep going nice right well i'll have to i'll have to keep listening to the man then he does have a he does have like a really uh interesting like tone and demeanor and the way that he talks like you said he does he does for sure um, yeah, so man, thank you for this. I feel like, uh, we could go on, <laughs> go on for uh, hours more, but, uh, it's, get, it's getting late over there in Canada. So la- last question for you here. Um, yeah. so you've talked about who've inspired you. Um, what does it mean for you to kind of be an inspiration or to inspire others? You know, maybe, um, they see some work you've done or they hear you talk or they, um, you know, listen to your music or like even you said, you know, in a family, um, what, what does it mean for you to be an inspiration to other people? I think that means the most, uh, just because if you can leave somebody with, uh, you know, better than you found them, uh, and you can teach them to do the same thing. You know, you've done, I, I believe you've done your part, 
I think a lot of people think by doing, by being innocent and doing nothing is is okay. But um, if everybody does that, then we're going in the wrong direction. So if you always try to leave everybody a little bit better uh, than when you found them, you never have to worry about anything. Like good will always come back to you in multiples. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, if you keep putting good out with everybody that you see, even if it's someone you can't get along with, you just say, you know what, God bless them. Like I wish them the best. Like mm -hmm. if you can find out a way to do that, um, I, I think everything comes back a hundredfold. So um, it means a lot to me to, to try to be able to inspire others because I know that uh, ultimately it'll help, you know, keep, keep the circle going and keep the, uh, if you want to call it the, the, positivity radiating sure perfect ryan ratos gotta thank you again my man um i really respect you know everything you've had to say i gotta thank you for myself and for the listeners out there thanks jim i appreciate it man and uh just a reminder for everybody to check out uh the dub chronicles we're on every platform we're on spotify apple music itunes bandcamp instagram twitter I hope you enjoyed the music. Like I said, we put put everything we had into it. And uh, we hope you enjoy. Hope it touches you in good ways. And uh, all the best. Yeah, thanks once again. All the best to you, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. It was a great chat. And um, so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this was uh, Ryan Ratos. And I am James Malian with ADSR Inspirations. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more insightful and inspirational chats from people based in Japan and all over the world, make sure to follow us at ADSRCollective.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at ADSRCollective. Then listen to the pod on Spotify, Apple, Google, and more. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. Until next time, stay inspired.